Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, MLM Success. Welcome, MLMSuccess.com listeners. I appreciate you being with us. Man, I'm fired up this week to bring you a phenomenal classic training by Phil Shop. The title of this training is Team Building is Like Fishing. It's a Learned Skill. You're going to love this. You know, over the last 35 years, there's very few team members, business partners that I've probably spent that I've spent more time with in the car probably than Phil Shuff. I would say he was no doubt one of the most hard-headed people I ever worked with because he was one of the most talented. He was one of the most talented, maybe the most talented that I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Uh, he entered the profession with a number of transferable skills. We were sidelined for four years together, not in each other's downline. We were sidelined for four years before he joined uh, as a Founders Club member when we launched NII. In fact, the first unofficial launch of the business was in his living room with about 30 people. Uh, Phil without question, entered with more, uh, had more developed slash natural talent in his little finger than most people could ever hope for in their life. And like most three percenters, his strength was his weakness. There's nobody on the planet that I figuratively beat over the head with a two-by-four more than Phil Schuff. He was always man enough to take it because he understood where I was coming from. Uh, he, 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 We understood each other real well from where we were coming from, and there was always mutual respect. Uh, but we had many hours of deep talks about what it really takes to help people grow, learn, develop, internalize, and really become all that they can become in this profession to maximize their upside potential. I hope you guys enjoy this training. It was recorded over 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. But the message is more needed in today's network marketing world than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure, sincerely, to introduce to you this training. Team building is like fishing. It's a learned skill by my old friend, Mr. Phil Shop. I really feel that we've been blessed and lucky to have this next gentleman as a leader in this company. 
This gentleman I've known for three and a half years, I've admired. He's a great leader with this company. I've always said he was a perfectionist, even down to his clothes. One time I made the comment that I felt that sometimes he probably drove his car standing up because I've never seen a wrinkle in a suit. <laughs> One night at a meeting in Louisville, Kenny Jeanette told us he was such a perfectionist that he starched his underwear. He corrected him quite quickly. He said he didn't search his underwear. His wife did. <laughs> this gentleman is the national director. He's an Eagle Award winner. He's a top 10 money earner. He's a great speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome national director from Louisville, Kentucky, Mr. Phil Shaw. I'd like to uh, just start off this morning by saying it is such an honor to not only address you, the leadership of this company, and the future leaders, but it is such an honor to follow Del Calvert. You know, I have a fairly extensive background as far as meeting <clears throat> what I call leaders throughout corporate America, throughout my prior experiences. But I must tell you that I have never, ever <laughs> met anyone who speaks from so deep within his heart for us. It, uh, it's humbling. But also, <clears throat> you heard the old expression, how'd you like to have to follow that act? And see, I'm a little concerned this morning because what I'm going to talk to you about, I've had the pleasure of sharing this particular training with some of you. But I'm truly concerned because I'm not quite sure of the effect on myself or this training from El Nino. <laughs> you know, in our lives, we all pursue things. We pursue things that we have to do. We pursue things that we want to do. Many of you still work for a living, you have a job, and you're responsible. So perhaps the things that you want to do, you're not able to do as often as you'd like to do them. <clears throat> Some of us have the opportunity to have more time to do the things we want to do because of what we do. Are you getting that? Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you that you need in your life 
those hobbies. You need those things that you want to do. You can't get bogged down only in what you have to do. And if you are, you got to figure out a way to make that different for you and your family. You've got to. You know, there are people in your groups that couldn't be here today because of their job. They love New Image. They want what New Image can give to them. But they couldn't be here because of obligation to their jobs. <laughs> I'd just like to ask a question. I know that many of you come from wide, very diversified backgrounds, and you all like different things. I know I'm not the only one who pursues the things they enjoy. One of the beauties of this business is, is that it gives me the right to do what I like to do. <coughs> and not only that, but Barbara, my wife, even lets me <laughs> because of what I do. How many of you, show of hands, how many of you like to bowl? Raise your hands up. And I promise they won't get mad at you. How many of you like to play tennis? How many of you like to play softball? I used to like to play softball a lot. Baseball. How many of you like to fish? Hey, great. See me after this and we'll talk fishing, right? <laughs> well, one of the things I enjoy doing is fishing. Uh, it means a great deal to me. I've spent many great hours over the many years that I've been doing it enjoying fishing. But I think there's a lot of parallels in the things that we pursue that we like to do in this business. I wonder how many of you, as you've pursued your recruiting activities, trying to build a business here at New Image, have said to yourself, I wish I could catch a big fish too. Boy, if I could get Steve Hicks or Carol Lely, man, I'd be on my way. You know, it takes talent and skill and knowledge to learn how to catch the big fish. Well, let me explain to you why that is. You see, fish come in all different sizes. There's little fish and medium fish, big old fish. But I'll make, you a, I'll make you a bet that if we took a head count, there's more little fish than there are big fish. Does that make sense? Yeah. You see, little fish are easy to catch. <laughs> They're younger. They're dumber. Big fish. Big fish have usually had a fishing hook stuck in them. They remember what that felt like. They've told all those little fish, hey, when you see that thing come swimming right here, don't bite it. Don't bite that thing. Sounds like relatives of your friends telling them not to get in the new image. Doesn't it? Are y'all with me this morning? Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know how we got ahead there. Can we back up? Thank you. I honestly did not push that button. I love this definition of fiction. A jerk on one end, waiting for a jerk on the other, huh? <laughs> to some of you, you may be thinking that <clears throat> that's what fishing is all about. Well, you're still going to have to listen to this training, unless you've got something else to do. But I want you to understand this, <laughs> that all I want to do with you this morning is share a story. Can I share a story with you? I said, can I share a story with you? Yeah! Should I do some of this? Yeah! <laughs> my fishing goes way back. I can remember when I got my first fishing pole. I got it in a little package. It was a little uh, bamboo pole. It had its own little floats in it and a little piece of string like this and a couple little gold hooks. And man, was I excited. The very first thing I did as soon as I got up the next morning was went and dug me some worms. <laughs> I'd go fishing. And I ran down to the bottom of my street or the bottom of my hill, and there's this little old stagnant little pond that used to, or creek that used to run through there. And I sat there most of the day fishing, and I caught nothing. You see, the reason why I didn't catch anything is even though I had the equipment and I was excited about what I was doing, I was uneducated. <laughs> That's kind of where we start here, isn't it? these friends of ours property, you might be able to catch some fish, so I went there. And you know what? I did. I caught little fish because they were easier to catch. As I continued fishing, I kept on going. I loved it. I practiced it all the time. When I was about 13, my dad got involved in my life and started fishing with me. He got me my first rod and reel. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of sophistication from going from a bamboo pole to a rod and reel. <laughs> and you just push this button and throw it, and it just go right on. It was just too good. I loved it. I really did. <laughs> he started talking to me about different kinds of baits. You know, the different baits work on different fish. And sometimes changing a bait makes it easier to catch the fish. It's kind of like playing more than one game in New Image. You got to learn how to do them all. Are you following me here? Yeah! Best time to go fishing. There's some times that are better to fish than others. It's kind of like maybe passing brochures out in the middle of a church service is not the best time. <laughs> when I was 16 years old, my dad and I went in together and bought ourselves a fishing boat. Now, we'd always had boats. As long as I can remember, we had boats. They were pleasure boats. Do you all know, though, that there's a big difference between a boat and a fishing boat? Right. Yeah. Boy, was I excited. I started fishing now with light tackle, a little spinning rod. And I became what I thought was a panfish specialist. Now, for our uneducated fishermen in here, what's a panfish? Well, a panfish is a fish about this big that fits in a pan when you cook it. Have you got that? Don't like keep anybody in the dark, you know. When I was about 24 years old, I had the opportunity to catch my very first largemouth bass. Now, I want to tell you a story about how I caught this fish. You see, I 
I've been a pan fisherman all my life and never wanted to do anything else because I was hard-headed and uneducated. I didn't realize there was anything else out there except catching bluegill and crappies. Well, he introduced me to an artificial worm. And he said, you know, if you'll take this artificial worm, you'll throw it out wherever you're fishing and just bounce it around a little bit there, they'll bite it. And I had never fished with any kind of bait that didn't have its own sink. <laughs> so I went out and I went pan fishing one morning and all of a sudden I remembered about the time that I decided I was going to leave, I'm going to try that artificial worm. So I hooked that thing up and I flung it out there in the middle of that pond and all of a sudden, bam, I got a strike. But I had remembered, don't set the hook. Let her take it. So I sat there on the edge of that pond and watched that worm swing around for about 30 minutes. <laughs> My heart was pounding. But boy, when I decided to finally set that hook, I sat down on it. And man, was the race on. I'm here to tell you. It's a morning I'll never forget. Because to be honest with you, at that point, I was hooked. You see, I had truly experienced the excitement of a fish that was big enough that when I pulled on it, it pulled back on me. <laughs> we now have a glitch. There we go. I got so excited that I decided to start to get educated about fishing. I ordered Bassmasters magazine. I used to read it from cover to cover. I used to read the articles over and over and over and over again. I was trying to learn to do what it was I liked doing so much. I gotta tell you one more story. I caught this fish that morning. And I threw it right back out there and caught another one, just like it. Now I'm getting to be an expert. Well, I was so fired up that I took those fish, and I ran up to my car, and I threw open the back door and flung them in on the back seat on the carpet. But I couldn't wait to get home and tell Barbara about these two big fish that I had caught. I flung open the back door, and she looked at me, and she said, you got them on the carpet. I was fired up, wasn't I? <laughs> Oh, man, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I watched every single TV show there was. Where I live right now, we don't have cable. So every time I go out and do a regional, you can bet that every Saturday morning before you see me speak to you, I've already been fishing. I'm watching it in bed on ESPN, man, it's great. Absolutely great. I went out and bought every single bait that they make every kind of color. I used to come home with these sacks full of bait and Barbara say, how many of those things do you need? Whatever it takes. How many tools do you need to do new image? You get the idea, aren't you? I attended sports, boat, vacation shows. I talked to people and, and fishing professionals. I found out the whys and the what fors of what makes these green fish turn on turn off and what I got to do to get better at finding out how to catch them. Kind of like the leadership in this company trying to teach you. Are you listening? When I was 31 years old, I bought my first bass boat. 
Now, for those of you who don't know, there's a big difference between a fishing boat and a bass boat. You see, in a bass boat, you've got a live well. Instead of hanging a stringer off the side in a fishing boat, you can catch a big old fish and throw him right in his own little house. It's great. And I went fishing. The key to anything is doing it. I practiced as much as I possibly could. As a matter of fact, when I went fishing, I would go early and I would stay late and I would come home and Barbara would say to me, what do you do all day? I was learning how to do it. But the key to the whole thing was, and this is interesting about bass fishing, you're going to have some success, but you're going to experience a whole lot more failure. Why would you want to ever do anything where you succeeded less, excuse me, less than you failed? I could say that easier. Failed more than succeeded. Why would you want to do that? Because you believe in what you're doing. And you know if you keep doing it, you know it's going to eventually work. It's kind of like me in this business. You know, I got into a business prior to the new image business, and I worked it as hard as I could do it. I went full time from day one. I had all the credentials. There was no reason why I shouldn't have been a success. Bottom line, it took me four years before I found a person by the name of Norma Clark, my very first leader. Four years, not four months like some of us think it should be. You have to earn your success. Bass tournament. My very first bass tournament. I never understood the purpose of a bass tournament. You see, I come from being a panfish specialist into being a bass fisherman. I could go in the morning and I could stay as late as I want to. I didn't understand what the advantage was of putting up my own money and being told when I can go out and when I have to come back. Huh? Well, what happened was one of my first tournaments, how I got in it, a real good friend of mine knew I caught a lot of big fish. So what he did was he signed us up and he said, hey, we're in. <laughs> so I went. And I'll never forget that first morning. You talk about excitement, I was as high as you can possibly get. All those boats sitting in the harbor. And we're waiting for the starter to say, go. And he'd say, number one, and they were gone. Number two, and they were gone. Number three, and they were gone. Now, we went out and spent eight hours fishing with a whole lot of people who were looking for the same fish that we were looking for. That's different than fishing by yourself. You see, that's kind of like this business. There's a whole lot of people looking for those big fish. So when you get good enough, you have the opportunity to catch them. Are you following me this morning? Yeah! Good. When we got ready to come back in, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 
We fired up the motor on the boat and started back. He said, well, what do you think? How'd we do? We had some fish. I said, well, we'll probably finish in the money. But we're not going to win it. Who'd have thunk it? We won it. And that set me up for what's going on in my life today when I fish. I still fish five or six tournaments a year. I stay active. As a matter of fact, I just fished a big tournament September the 14th. 1997. There's 143 boats in there. Now, you know, I just want you to understand that 95% of anything that you want is knowing what you want and being willing to go out and get. It's just that simple. How about you a new image? How about your early days? I want you to think about these keys to this business. Your 20 reasons. Did you do your 20 reasons because your upline asked you to? Oh, I better do my 20 reasons. They want them. Or did you do your 20 reasons because it's what's driving you to do this business? Tape of the month. They'll cover tape of the month. You don't just listen to tape of the month. I have people in my downline who tell me when I ask them questions about tape of the month, what do you think about that tape this month? Oh, that's a good one. When we get in the next one. It's not about reviewing tapes. It's about internalizing information that makes you better on your quest for the top of the mountain. ImageNet. Hey, that's where leadership's hanging around. If you're not on it, what's the problem? If you think that it costs $10 a month and you can't afford it, then you missed the point. Attending meetings. Attending meetings not to go out and show everybody that you're involved in a business. You attend meetings because you're bringing somebody with you week to week to week. beliefs are the key to everything we do here. If you really don't have them, you gotta get them. I was talking to one of my distributors yesterday who was talking to me about a person who had had a problem physically. And he started asking me, you think it's the product? No! People have physical problems and they've never heard of new image. Is that not right? Retailing and recruiting. I'm going to spend just one minute here on retailing and recruiting. In the course of this convention, unlike any that I have ever attended since the very first, we have and we are on the verge of a rebirth. Do you realize that as of yesterday morning, we put into place all the tools necessary to make you be involved in the greatest retail opportunity anywhere in this land. If you don't take the retail tools presented to you yesterday and share them with people that you know, you have no right to succeed here. You see, the only way you cannot succeed now with six-pack enters, with the weight management system, reorder potential, whatever it is, the only reason why
why your retail business is not going to grow is because of the fact you're sitting at home on your phone. Period. Retailing leads to recruiting. You've got to get that. Our best distributors come from satisfied users. Think about you sitting out there right now. That's why you're here. Think about what you heard in the opportunity briefing last night. Powerful testimonies. Daily and weekly activities well planned. I love it when people get surprised when someone says, could you sell me a bottle of that New Image Plus? to do some effort over a course of time to get better. 
It doesn't just happen because you're wearing a button. Must be more than that, Debbie. Thank you. Become the right kind of person. Work at becoming a leader. You say to me, Phil, I'm not a leader. I'm just an ordinary person. I want you to know that real leaders are ordinary people with extraordinary determination. Right. That's all. You see, I spent 20 years in corporate America, and I really used to think I was a hot shot leader. People say to me, what do you do? I'm a great leader. I didn't anymore know what leadership was than the man in the moon. To me, it's like a separation in the earth, the size of an earthquake, between management and leadership. You see, you can manage a lot. Because I used to manage a lot of people. People used to do everything I told them. Well, I was in charge of their salary. Sure they did. But here you're in charge of their entrepreneurial spirit. You have to learn to bring the best out in people. You have to learn to divorce the ones that don't want it. You've got to learn to lead the ones that do want it. Right? Learn to fish. Learn to fish. It takes time. You've got to be willing to fail. But failing doesn't make you a failure. Giving up and refusing to try again is a failure. Right. You got to keep stuff in your funnel. Now, too many of us get focused on what's coming out of the funnel. You got to understand that your mission is to sell product and hand retail or hand videotapes to people and make sure that you're stuffing 40 a month minimum in. And you got to keep doing what you got to keep doing, what you got to keep doing till you get good enough to get five. Now I'm telling you this, getting five is hard when you're only talking to three a month. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't ask me about my fucking here. I'd be embarrassed to say I did this. And you see, that's what happens to us. We get caught up in what other people are thinking. Dale says it so well. We have the potential to make abnormal income here. Normal people can't make abnormal income. What's the secret? Well, secret's easy. Got to keep fishing. I see regional directors who get the title. They're so fired up because they finally made it. Or did you? You see, you got to keep your bait in the water. That's the key. Keep your bait in the water. Do what you got to do. If you can give this thing 10 hours a week, great. But do it every week. Become regular in your activities. I'll tell you this. If you will become regular in your activities, don't stop. Stay on course. And you project from today until one year from now. I'll tell you what, let's do it this way. From today until your next conference. Be honest to your schedule. You will see such an improvement in your business by playing games, 
on a regular basis and do not take a week off. I'd be anxious to hear from any of you your success stories for doing that. Your big fish are waiting for you to catch them. They, they simply are out there waiting for you. But the key is they're also waiting for you to lead them. Do you see that? There are some people out there who truly can and truly will affect your business in the way you're looking for. But you got to do what's necessary to get them there. This trophy that you're looking at goes back to this tournament that I mentioned to you on September the 14th of 1997. Myself and a friend won this Bassmaster event. Thank you. I thought it was kind of interesting, too, that we um, also earned $5,000 to go with it. I'd like to take you back to eight years old and a bamboo pole. And now, this birthday, I'll be 51 years old. I still practice it. I still love it. I still fix fish these tournaments every year, and I promise you, everyone I fish in, I know for a fact that there's a possibility that I could win it. We have several trophies like this. This is not our only victory. But do you understand that the reason why we were in this position is because of all the effort and the education that we put into the sport? And do you understand that new image is exactly the same thing? Do you understand, though, that you don't have to take your entire life to learn how to do it? This business is so fantastic. Do you realize there are people in this room like myself that three and a half years ago were flat broke? To be able to turn your life around like that in such a short period of time, what an amazing thing, what a wonderful business we're involved in. Pretty powerful stuff, isn't it? Now here's the key I want you to get, and I want to leave you with this. I've gotten to a point where when I speak to distributors, and I hear all the various reasons why they're having success or not having success, and all the basic problems are pretty fundamental, but there's one thing that all of us can do together to make it a whole lot easier on all of us. On One More Night with the Frog, Dale says, look me in the eye and tell me new image is too hard. I want to tell you something. I think that you need to realize that when new image began, we had nothing. Today, we are as sophisticated as anyone that's out there. It's been laid out step by step by step by step. Any person can get in in any part of this land. They don't necessarily have to have a meeting. It's better if they do, but they can literally get in and plug into what we're teaching. They can bring themselves from nothing in this business or not understanding how we do it to learning how to do it as well as any one of you sitting there. 
but it is a simple matter of getting in, keep fishing, keep your bait in the water, and don't ever quit. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys. For those of you that think building a network marketing team has anything to do with luck, timing, who you know, or anything else other than developing the proper skill set and mindsets, I sincerely hope this training spoke to you in the pursuit of fulfilling your network marketing dream. You cannot build it and maximize your potential with the skill sets and mindsets that you enter the profession with. There's nobody that I've ever met that had more transferable skills than Phil Shuff. And I hope Phil's folks spoke to you. I hope you'll remember this session. Share it with somebody that can benefit from it. Uh, and I'll talk to you again next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.